Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Clone Wars Commentary. I'm your host, Cheyenne, and I'm joined today by Brody. Say hi, Brody. What's up, guys? Uh, blessed to have him back and to fully dive into this arc. Our next arc is the Citadel arc of Season 3. That's episodes 18 through 20, for those of you tracking it or just not quite sure. Um... We'll be kind of going through each of the episodes and trying not to do a play-by-play of what happens, but also just enough to where you understand it. Um, but Brody, before we started, said he has a story that goes along with this arc. So Brody, I'm going to hand this to you, and I want you to kick it off with that. So, we all know that this arc, the Citadel arc, is really dark. And, you know, a lot of messed up stuff happens in it, you know. Uh, a lot of stuff that, you know, would be considered violent and stuff, so... Uh, one day, I was with my mom, I was in her room, and she's got a TV in there, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to introduce my mom to one of my favorite shows, Star Wars The Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. And we tuned in on the uh, the last episode of the arc, where everything is kind of really uh, sad and really messed up. Yeah. And uh, my mom was like, you watch this show? <laughs> so for oh, the no. longest time, my mom had like a really bad like mojo. With, like, a really bad energy with Clone Wars for the longest time until, um, once, it was, like, once Rogue One came out, um, I was just like, hey, want to try watching Star Wars Clone Wars with me? And she was like, yeah, sure, I just remember being really scary. And, like, the entire time we were having a good time until we reached the, uh, Citadel arc, and she was like, it's really messed up, man. Oh, no. And, like, oh, I'm, I'm getting flashbacks. Poor so, mom. Shout out to you, mom. I love you. <laughs> I still live in your house as of, as of this recording, so it's not it's not like you're like gone or anything. You're still here. I just, I just want to say hello, mom. <laughs> shout out to mom. Oh shout my out, god! Shout out to all those cool moms out there. All those bad moms. Be better moms. Oh my god! <laughs> it's but cool moms. Cool like moms. Me. Not a regular mom. A cool mom. Um, that's well, a cute regular story. Regular moms. Regular moms that don't have like. The energy to be super cool, you can still give respect because they still, still do a lot. Still a they mom. Still do a lot. Still doing it. <laughs> They're still doing the mom work, but when when you're just like a really bad mom, that that's when that's when Kessler Weekly got to step in and say, "Oh my god." I officially hereby declare that uh, Kessler Weekly officially makes a statement on bad moms. Uh, thumbs bad down moms. emoji. Not the movie. Just the act of being bad a bad moms. mom. There's bad moms yeah. movies. It's got. I don't remember. It's got. I don't know bad moms. Um, oh my God! What is her name? Ashton Kutcher's wife, Jackie Ashton. from that '70s show. I never watched that. Oh my show. God! Okay, well, somebody that's listening to this is probably yelling at me, and they're like, "What?" That's always the thing, you know. I even find myself yelling at myself because I'm like, it's this, it's this, <laughs> you idiot. But, but you know, when when you're listening, we can't rewind. You know, we can't rewind and like look back on our stuff. If I like go off the track, it's like I totally forgot what I was saying. Mm-hmm. And you could go back and be like, oh, you were saying this. Well, thanks. Let me change the recording to add my input. Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's exactly. Not something we could do in the Rebel Podcast. Maybe we'll mention it in a future one. Yeah, we'll be like, you remember when I said it this time at this one in this podcast? And we'll be like, no. Be like, no. No, but go ahead. Oh, oh, okay, then it's not important. Yeah, exactly. I got it anyway. Oh my god. <laughs> Ridiculous. Um, okay, let's get into this. Uh, the Citadel arc starts with episode 18, 
perfectly entitled The Citadel. Um, and the fortune cookie for this one is adaptation is the key to survival. So with that in mind, Brody, what Star Wars moment besides this arc do you think of first when you hear adaptation is the key to survival? I would say all of The Last Jedi. Because that is just completely adapting because of like, at first, you know, it's just like, oh God, we got to adapt to the situation because we're escaping to car. Mm-hmm. We got to leave. And then it's like, oh, there's a dreadnought. We got to adapt to that. They blow that up. And it's like, all right, we adapted over that. And then the supremacy bursts out of hyperspace. Like, oh God, we got to adapt <laughs> over this. So Finn and Rose go to Canto uh, Bite. And that whole mission goes on. That's a whole and, adaptation um, in and of itself. Ray's got to adapt to becoming the new Jedi with Luke Skywalker. You're right. I'd say, I'd say that movie <laughs> is all about movie. adapting because, like, none of them are prepared for any of this. At least, like, when Luke Skywalker did the trench run, he knew what he was getting into. That's he saw fair. The, uh, he saw the blueprints. There was a plan, like, and the plan was executed and shared. Exactly, you know, like, he wasn't the only one doing the mission. There was a team. There was mm-hmm. a team behind it that planned it, strategized. Yeah. But in The Last Jedi, nothing was planned, and the entire time, you know... <laughs> General Holdo's just like crack, 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 and Poe Dameron's just like crack, 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 crack. Like, they're, just, they're just running around. Uh, I was just about to say like they stick their heads in the sand like ostriches, but do they actually do that? Or is that like a cartoon thing? Oh, ostriches? Um, I don't know. I think I don't know. I oh, want to say yes. I'm gonna. I feel bad as our local animal expert, but I don't know. <laughs> All right. All right, viewers, you're going to join us on the journey. Before we start this review, we're going to look Google. Uh, I'm going to do voice to text. Do ostriches stick their heads in the sand? Let's Google it. And it can Despite popular misconceptions, uh, ostriches do not stick their heads in oh. the sand. This myth originated in ancient Rome and is so pervasive that it's used as a common metaphor for someone avoiding their problems. Mm. Oh, wow. That's, you know, that's weird. To be fair, ostriches do not avoid their problems, so <laughs> that would be not beneficial to them to stick their heads in the sand. They just attack their problems. I'm looking at them. That is true. Have you ever seen a cassowary? That's like a death ostrich. <gasps> They're the worst. They are so scary. Like, if I... It's like, if I were to encounter, or they, the least that I would want to encounter if it was a bear, a gorilla, or a cassowary, I would not want to see the cassowary the most. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because at least, like, if I saw a bear or a gorilla, at least, like, you know, either I have a chance of escaping, or a chance of dying faster. <laughs> faster. I would love to see a bear. I would not want to see a gorilla up close, ever. A gorilla can absolutely just snap you in half. Yeah. It's just like a giant human. Even the ones in Animal like, Kingdom, like, I'll just watch them, because you can just watch them from afar, and it's, like, when all of the males, because um, basically they have, like, a male group, and then they have, like, family group, and the male group, they'll just, <laughs> there was this one time, okay, you know that audio? Oh, hold on, wait, are we gonna what? get some Disney Insider exclusive? No, not really. Or has, Anybody... this been, has this been, like, exposed before? <laughs> yeah, this is a guest experience that I had. I was just at Animal Kingdom as a guest this time, uh... and... Um, these, <laughs> the gorillas were just sitting in a circle, and it's like these big silverbacks are just, like, sitting there. 
And at this point, they all had developed their silverbacks, so they're all pretty big um, because they're at that, like, age. And they're all just sitting there in a circle with their big gorilla arms. I know nobody can see me but you, but still. <laughs> no, you, everyone could get the idea. Everyone, everyone gets the idea. Everyone um, knows what gorilla arms look like. Yeah, <laughs> and I was just, like, walking by, like, looking at the gorillas. I looked at the family on one side, and then he turned to the other side, and there's, like, four of them sitting there, and I was like... Are we? Are they about to fight? I was like, what's going to happen? Are they just staring at each other? Are they sharing a moment? <laughs> and then I didn't record it, and I should have. But you know that audio on TikTok that's like, Doreme. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It would have been so perfect for that, because that's exactly what, how it they felt. Just standing, they were just standing off? I don't even, I don't know. I don't know what they were doing. I think I asked someone that day, but I forgot entirely what they said. But, I mean, gorillas are so strange in a good way i don't mean that in a bad way i mean um that they like exemplify yeah they like don't really exemplify like what we think they're exemplifying until it happens you know what i mean so like that could have been one of anything they could have just all been chilling and that happened to be where they sat down it could have been like a who's the alpha the alpha's not here right now what do we do something like that and i don't think they they don't necessarily have an alpha, so I don't want anybody to take that out of context. But I, gorilla behavior is weird to me. I don't really, I don't like them, so I don't gorillas look and monkeys at them. are like the craziest thing to me because like they're just so close to human. Yeah, like, they just look scary. like little freaky humans. Like honestly, if you if there was no like automatic like World of Warcraft version of like a goblin or like an ogre, mm-hmm. I would totally think of like a little monkey and a gorilla. Because that's yeah. really what they are. Like, if you just described an ogre, like, oh, it's like a person, but really big and has <laughs> crazy muscles and has, like, a stern look. Yeah. That's a gorilla. A gorilla. Like, if I saw a gorilla in the wild after being told what an ogre was, I'd be like, that's an ogre. That's an ogre. That's straight up an ogre. That's not a gorilla. Right <laughs> yeah, I don't love monkeys. They kind of scare me. Monkeys um, are so scary because you so never many. know what they could do. They yeah. could... I've seen videos of, like, funny monkeys, like, riding motorcycles and crashing them, and I'm just like, oh, fuck. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, not, not, like, a dangerous accident, like, yeah, yeah. a motorcycle that just hits, like, a crater or something. Yeah, and they're just like, but what happened? But then there's also reports of, like, monkeys completely eviscerating people, and I'm like, that's absolutely terrifying. Yeah. Death Have you seen the videos totally of, um, we're totally losing track of our brains right now, but yeah, anyways. sorry, this has become the monkey podcast. Monkey podcast. Starring, uh, monkey Cheyenne and monkey <laughs> There's videos of the monkeys in Thailand. That's probably the wrong country. But the monkeys that basically they people moved in, you know, and they live on their land. And the monkeys are like, well, we're going to live here, too. And they steal food and like baggage and stuff. And I've seen some of the like aggressive clips of the monkeys there. And it's terrifying. And people do not handle it properly there. So that's not good. So and that's you, a whole other podcast, like, you know, you but... You can't go into the street and beat up monkeys. That's like beating yeah, people. Yeah, stop like, being mean to animals, can't... y'all. Don't be mean and to you animals. you know that they could, they, could, they could mess you up. That's not nice. Time. Yeah. Animals are, animals are aggressive because we exist. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> and we're in their way. Exactly. So They're like, not aggressive out of pure just, meanness. Just try, to, just try to be nice to animals. Be nice D- to defend animals. Defend yourself when you can, but, you know, if you know there's a mm. fight you can't win, then just move along. <laughs> Anyways, that's but, the podcast. Bye. But wait, one more thing. Yeah, thank you for watching the monkey podcast. Now, the last thing was, I think you're talking about the same monkeys that are from, like, Thailand or wherever, some mm-hmm. kind of, like, East State, like, like an Asian country. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, it's some Asian country. When there sure. was, um, like, the COVID-19 pandemic, when there was a lockdown, since so many tourists and, like, locals would give food to monkeys, like, they relied on that food. Like, they didn't have any other means of getting food. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> in the streets of this town, there were, like, thousands of monkeys having, like, a riot. Because they were like, where's the people? Where's the food? And they were just like, they were like attacking each other. And it was like really scary. And I was yeah, like, oh, it's sad. Somebody, somebody feed the monkeys. Yeah, because now they have no other choice but they to feed no the monkeys. no other choice but to attack each other for for the munchies. For the munchies. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> so, what we came here for. Insert, insert rewind sound effect. Um, like I said, I feel like we need to get like a talking podcast. Yeah. I want to get like a podcast where we can just talk <laughs> we about We just sit down and stuff. we just talk about stuff. Just sit down and talk about stuff that is interesting to us. Yeah, honestly, we should. We'll just like gather up monthly life updates and do a monthly talking show. Or even um, that, maybe like weekly. So much stuff happens in a week if you just try to like think about it. I'm even so busy. I'm so busy. Well, exactly. You could talk about how busy you were and talk about all the little events. <laughs> I could tell you all the little fun things that happened at work today. You oh, know? I don't like, see. I don't have anything like that. True. Mine's. True. I went to work. I came home. I went to bed. <laughs> and that is Maybe me being be like, busy. Yeah, I saw a stray Mickey glove on the floor. I was like, what? It was oh, abandoned in the middle of Main it was, Street. It was abandoned. Mickey was like, oh, no thanks. And just dropped it. <laughs> oh, or, my God. Or he, he held a knife with that, like, with that Oh, glove. my God. Like, oh, gotta drop it! <laughs> put it on the ground and ran. It's like, oh, no. oh, look, Mickey's glove. I'll, I'll put it on. Oh. Freeze. <laughs> it's, it's the FBI. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, I broke Brody. Oh, God. I need water. I'm so dehydrated. <laughs> I, I have not been... I've not been drinking enough water. I've just been so distracted. I haven't had enough time to really sit down and enjoy a glass. Well, enjoy a glass right now. Mm. Mm. I'm leaving that sound effect in there. What? The, the sound the, of the, you the, drinking the, the, water? Oh, I thought you meant the FBI opened up. No, oh, I'm definitely like, leaving my that water in there. Drinking sound. Yeah. Actually, can you, like, I don't know if you have the editing skills, but can you, like, amplify it by, like, three times just so it's Probably. slightly louder than everything? It'll else. be, people, it'll be, like, driving to work and they'll be so uncomfortable. Maybe, because I do listen to podcasts at work, I listen to them at a. On my way, I'm driving to long drives, and uh, sometimes when just crazy stuff happens in podcasts, I'm like, what was that? Um, So yeah, we're about like 10 minutes in, and we haven't talked, we've only talked about the name of this episode. Yeah. So let's talk about the episode. Let's talk about the episode. So, following Mortis, we're back. Everybody, we're back. Um, following Mortis, back. the Mortis arc, uh, this episode to me originally, it seemed so like minuscule um, because I was like, oh, it's just another adventure and we're meeting, we're learning more about a new uh, Jedi Council member. Not a new one, but one that we've only seen in like, what, Phantom Menace or something? I don't know. Yeah, he was standing and, next to, to little Annie. Yeah. And um, so, it, but watching it again, it definitely made me think more about Ahsoka um, I know her role isn't, like, huge in this one, but it's still pretty significant as far as, like, the meaning behind it. Um, and then it's very significant because, you yeah. know, so much wouldn't have happened in that episode if Ahsoka wasn't around. That's fair. And I, and I think about things like that, too, as far as, like, well, what if she hadn't gone? 
you know, and it's, and they would have had to improvise. They would have had to make it work, you know? Um, so that also leads me to believe like what other kind of adventure it would have been, um, probably harder than it already was. And it was pretty hard to begin with. Um, get to event when it was race shielded. Yeah, they exactly. They didn't have any other way of getting through. No way. Like with time allowed. And exactly. even think if Ahsoka wasn't there, even Paul probably would have lost his other eye because they would have been like a few seconds behind. Mm-hmm. I wonder too. And I know that we don't get this for for whatever reason, just because it's the Anakin and Obi-Wan show. Um, but <laughs> Yoda could have gone and fit in the vent. He could I know they didn't plan on that, but still. Well, and they did see it because... we see Yoda out in the battle? That's what I'm saying. Give me more Yoda in the battle. I think he's become more of like a politician. You know? He did, like, and it's so sad. He didn't want that I life. Know. He, he didn't he ask for that. From, like... One of the only missions that he went on was like in the first episode of like the first season. Mm-hmm. And then I the Geonosis fight he had with Dooku in the movies. Yeah, but I mean in Clone Wars. And yeah, then in Clone in Wars. The la- in the last arc of season six, mm-hmm. when That's he it. went to like the Force Nexus, whatever. Mm-hmm. And That's that was it life. for like the Yoda Chronicles. Yeah. <clears throat> do you think? Do you think that's why Lego made the Yoda Chronicles to compensate for the lack of Yoda in the Clone Wars? Maybe. I've never seen... I've only seen the Lego Holiday Special. I haven't seen any other Lego Star Wars, so I will I love... Have we made... Has there been a discussion post uh, or a discussion podcast of the Lego Holiday Special? No, but we should... No. No, but we should do that. I'd love to do that. <clears throat> um, let's, do a, let's do a double feature after this. After this recording, we'll, we'll just record another one. For the if we special. if we have time, we totally can. I don't actually know if I ever finished it, but I'll let you do most of the talking if we do that. Um, yeah, the only reason I say I, I might I not have the yeah. The only reason I say I might not have time is because my mom will be home soon. But if yes. we don't get to it today, we definitely should get to it sometime in the next week or two um, before the year ends, I'd so love... that it can be like the end of the year episode for the main show i've been listening to a lot of different podcasts there's one about like two gamer comedians that i've been listening to every day when i make like chips at work nice i I work at chipotle at this time i have a lot of great stories that i'd love to talk about in a talking podcast but um what's it now okay i've been i've been studying up on how to actually do a podcast so I, I can actually, like, make conversations. Nice. Honestly, I, I go through the same thing periodically because, like, that, and that's why I let us do our tangents because I feel like when I listen to podcasts, I like the tangents because I find them funny. It brings the I humor into it. It, it. And it also kind of brings character, you know? We're not just, like, hello, I am, I am reviewer one and I'm reviewer two. We're going to be talking about this. We, we give our own little insights and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so the first thing that I kind of wanted to make sure that people were aware of, because I didn't know until, again, until this rewatch, is what the Citadel actually is, um, which is technically, um, I don't know what the original purpose was, but I do know that in this episode they describe it as something that was made for, like, a prison of Jedi. Um, Anakin says, like, it's made to hold us for whenever we, um are turning from the light or something like that, or losing our way, I think is how he worded it. Um, which is interesting because that means it was there for that, but that the separatists took it over f- to be what it currently is in this episode, I guess. Yes. Am I wrong? Am I right? I think, I think he meant like Jedi who lost their way. That means like Jedi who have been like lost, like not to the dark side, but they were just like, Oh, oh no, I got captured by the Separatists and there's no way of them saving me. Like, hmm. I think 
the reason why they did go to the Citadel in the first place was because of Ibn Pol's importance. Because yes. I think maybe, like, the Republic was just like, oh, if they go to the Citadel, that's it. You know, like, because they mentioned, like, oh, no, like, Mason was like, nobody's ever escaped that prison. Yeah, they're, like, you never know? coming back or whatever. Like, you're never coming back. And uh, I think that just comes from experience because they probably tried to save Jedi before at the Citadel, mm, but lost mm-hmm. them. And they were like, ah, crap. Well, if one goes there, we just can't go there. And then Evan Pohl gets captured. He's like, ah, crumbs. Yeah, they're right. like, well, now we have to. <laughs> now we gotta, because he's got special hyperspace stuff. Yeah, that's fair. That's Gee a whiz. good interpretation, because that's not where my brain went. Because <laughs> I, I literally yelled. I was like, then why didn't they put Anakin there? And my brain like wasn't logically thinking about what the episode was actually about. <laughs> I was like, why didn't we imprison him for a little bit and talk him out of it? But that's just me and my issues of him turning to the dark side. Because he's a rambunctious little boy. Yeah, true. And um, he's a chosen one. You don't want to lock up the can't chosen lock up one. The that's going to create one. more... Mental issues. That is blasphemy, if you will. Um, So, (laughs) the way that they, right? The way that they get there is they freeze themselves in carbonite. I thought that this was super interesting because, A, they're not in it long enough to get carbon sickness, I guess. Um, I say, I guess, because that's the only other explanation for not getting it. Yeah, they Um, they say, like, the longer you're in there and the longer your, like, autotomic nerve functions are, like, like, not working. They shut down, okay. like, so for that a while. Makes sense, like, it's like, you know what, I don't know if you know exactly, but you know how when people, you know, they get, like, really beat up or something, like, they can't see, they can't yeah. talk, they can't move, it's because, like, for a moment, their Your body is, like, shutting down. Their body is shut down to the point where they just are, like, not able to move, like, the only thing that the brain can operate is, like, the heart. Okay. And, like, the, the maybe, like, some, most of the time it's uh, the mouth, so people talk. They're yeah. just like, I can't see, I can't move, I can't feel. It hurts, uh, help me. It, it, sometimes they're not even, like, it doesn't even hurt. Like, I just cannot move. And, like, it's scary. But it's something to recover from. Um, yeah, regardless. But, um, and I thought it was cool that, like, I mean, Anakin and Obi-Wan just seemed so zen when they, like, Accepting. even just their their faces in the carbonite as well. Um, and I wonder if that just, like, if they had to just maybe calm themselves with the Force. But then I I've, I wrote that and thought that before I noticed kind of how um, it seemed like Rex, like, kind of reacted when it went off. But then when they offload them, the clones also seem pretty zen. So it could or could not have. But I figured I'd throw that out into the world for interpretation. Or, or maybe just Han Solo's, like, a little coward. He's like, no! Nah! Like, as he gets he's frozen. He's a big baby. Hmm. He's a big, he's a big baby baby man. <laughs> you know what I'm tired about Han Solo? This is my last tangent, I promise. Um, big baby baby man energy went to yeah. uh, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is, I keep getting told, and I know, I know, I know, I know that Han is a Leo. I know. I know that he has other options, like Ares. I know. But, as a Leo, I don't want to identify with Han. Okay? <laughs> Everybody stop saying that Han's a Leo. It's stressing He's, me out. <laughs> did they say that Chewie is a Taurus? I feel like Chewie's a Taurus. Yes, but also probably... He's definitely got another option. I just can't think of it right now. 
Because I because I'm a Taurus and I love Chewy. He is a Taurus in a way in ways. Who would who um, would be like the definitive Taurus of Star Wars? Oh my god! Oh my god! Welcome to Star Wars Zodiacs with uh, Rudy and Cheyenne. Today we're going to talk about what is Chewbacca and what is Taurus. Oh my god! I don't. So I only know one Taurus. To be fair, so a lot of the things that I have to base my brain my my astrology brain is based off of the people that I know and the signs, not my necessary research into well, the I'm signs. A Taurus, so if that helps. So two Tauruses. I know one other Taurus. I would say yes, but I also like. There's another one, and I can't decide if it is. No, it's not Cancer. I was gonna say Cancer. He's not a Cancer. I'll have to. I'll, I'll do more research, and then we'll come back with astrology with Brody and Cheyenne. Um, so let's jump right in with a uh, character highlight, which you know I typically do for Clone Wars commentary. Um, and obviously, this one is gonna be on Evan Peel. Um, it's Spelled Evan. even. Peele. I've been saying Evan Pole. Oh my god, I'm sorry. I didn't even time. think about it. God. Wow. You <laughs> I'm didn't sorry. Come, I didn't catch it. I was just like, yeah. In the galaxy. I'm sorry. Like, yep, that's his name. Evan I know. I, well, and that's just how I read it because, to be fair, his name is spelled even. It's not even. It's not pronounced even, but it's spelled that way. It's, and it's P I E L L. So, Evan. who knows? Um, so, Evan, Evan Peel is from Lanik. Um, with a K. He is 1.22 meters tall. Uh, what a shrimp. <laughs> he's so small. Um, small man. Where is this? Uh, he was on the Jedi Council during the invasion of Naboo in the Clone Wars, as we know. He is considered brusque, bellicose, and even gruff, and nonetheless respected for his immense courage. Um, da, 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 da. I'm trying to make sure that I don't read things that you guys probably already know. Um, the planet that they are on, just in case we were confused, is Lola Sayu. That's where the Citadel is. Um, and this is, I mean, this is really his, his experiences this episode, um, as far as what we know about it, and him standing next to Anakin at the end of Phantom Menace. Yeah, you see him stand next to Anakin And you know, I notice him more now because I'm more into everything else instead of just staring at Anakin at Padme. (laughs) So... That's helpful. Um, I'm going to hand this this topic over to you really quick. I would love to know your thoughts on Captain Tarkin's and Anakin's relationship. So, I feel like it makes sense. Because, you know, Anakin wasn't adopted into the ways of, um, what's it, like the Jedi life. He, he was born in the rough and tough every everyone for themselves um the the attitude of like everybody for themselves tatooine and you know had to probably duke it up with sepulba but you know he's he's had a hard knock life as a little as a little toe-headed little baby boy i don't know if that's like a bad term like toe-headed because it just means blonde but I think it's like an offensive term for blonde. I don't think so. I'm going to Google that real quick. Um, no, it just... It, is that... No, it's not a... It's not an insult. 
All right, cool. I thought I just said like a really bad insult, but it's not. What? <laughs> I, I said uh, Toehead, which is like a blonde person because like oh. Toe is like yellow. <laughs> it's like That's... hair. I mean, it toe. sounds mean. It sounds very mean because you think like you you toe head. Yeah. I was talking about little. I was talking about little Annie. Little Annie. Little oh Annie my god, my computer. And I, I wanted to say like bowl haircut looking coconut head, <gasps> what is that? but uh, what? Sorry, my computer was doing something funny. Uh oh, is it still recording? Yeah, yeah, we're good. Oh, okay, okay, good. I just want to make. I know, sure. I I panicked but, you know, for a second. And uh, and kids probably live with the mentality of rough and tough, everyone for themselves, except for except for my mommy. I I, I think I'm with me. Um, yeah, except for mom. Yeah, yeah, he, he, but then he then he left his mama, and then she got killed by Tusken Raiders, oh my God. who are now cool guys now, yeah. because of the Mandalorian. Maybe they were always cool, and we just didn't know. Anyways. Maybe, maybe Shmi Skywalker was being a total jerk to some Tusken Raiders, just like one day on the farm, they were just like, you know... They're, they probably brought, like, a fruit basket over. It's like, oh, 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 in the subtitles, like, he brought you a fruit basket uh, as a sign of good faith. And she's like, like, um... And she panicked and ran inside, and they were like, like, like ah! Greek kill him! And just like, oh, dang it, all right, we'll show her some respect. Come on, let's oh show her where we made this fruit basket. And uh, then Anakin, Anakin up and... Whacked them, whacked them all. Oh no! Oh my god! Like okay. Animals. Like animals. Like animals. Slaughtered them like animals. Um, let me pull up my my little info again. Okay, so I think it makes sense because he's he's kind of always had gripes with the Jedi Order, especially since yeah. you know the Jedi didn't save uh, Anakin from like slavery. You know that's something that they didn't do, or you know. They didn't do a lot of stuff. Yeah. And Anakin's got his gripes. Because, like, oh, you know, since we're so peaceful, we could we could even see how on his solo missions, mm-hmm. he gets pretty intense. He goes against the code. Yeah. Especially in the last season when he goes up against uh, Admiral Trench. Yeah. And all their, shanks them all up. All, their, um, all his gripes are valid. And when they're not heard, that's the you reason are that valid, he is Anakin. the way. Yeah. It's the way that he is. Um, so... I think their relationship is interesting in this. Um, I know I'm kind of ju- I kind of jumped ahead some other things that I wanted to touch on, but I think their relationship in this is interesting not only because I am currently like personally going through some confidence issues um, of like standing up for myself um, because like in my daily life and more so, I know what I'm doing, you know, and sometimes I forget that or I forget that I'm allowed to say that and act that way. And a lot of people do as well. I know I'm not the only one. Um, and I feel like this, the interaction between Anakin and Tarkin was really, like, centering for me in that validity that I haven't been feeling. Um, in the fact that, like, Tarkin was all sassy with him and then he was like, actually, you'll earn my respect when you show me gratitude. I know he didn't say it like that. But the respect and gratitude concept to me was nice because, um... People don't do that anymore. They don't respect each other, and they're not grateful either. And I think that respect goes both ways. It is earned. And in this little adventure that they have, they earn each other's respect, um, which we'll find out is later on important in life. Um, 
And it makes except me think when he about dies on the Death Star. That's the Dennis. Lane. Except that 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 sucks. <laughs> um, but it is. It makes me. I'm just now thinking about this. Now that I'm talking about it out loud. But there, you know, when they meet with the council. And it's Darth Vader and him, and he's, like, choking the guy, and Tarkin's like, let him go. But not in, like, a mean way, but in, like, a I'm in charge and so are you kind of way. He's like, that makes me think go. back to this. He's like, yeah, come he's on. like, come on. You can't do that. And Anakin's like, fine. Come here. Okay, I will. Come here. Drop it. Drop <laughs> it. Yeah. <Good> boy. <laughs> it's kind of like that. Um, yeah. Before we move on, I wanted to just fo- uh, drop some knowledge on these other two things. The Nexus trade route and OC Sobek. Um, the Nexus trade route, my first question, when they kept talking about how it's secret, I'm like, then how do you know what it's called? <laughs> they're well, like, they oh, the, the Nexus, Nexus, the secret Nexus trade route. And I'm like, what? How is it a secret? I know they don't know where it is, so I, I swear I'm not well, dumb. I was just like... Because it went near something like with the uh, Nexus. <laughs> but it's... Like, what? But hold on, wait. What? Do you know what a... Do you know? Do you, do you know what a nexus is? I don't know what a nexus is. I don't. I didn't know. That I'm gonna Google what a nexus is. Oh, okay. uh, I mean, definition. The trade of... route itself was on its way to core worlds and outer rim territories, so that's why it was important. Here we go. Um, a connection or series of connections linking two or more things. Ah. Okay, so that makes sense. That so makes they named it because they knew that it would connect more than just like two specific trade locations. It connected, these are the junctions, the Corellian Run, the Metellos Trade Route, the Namadi Corridor, and the Perlemian Trade Route. Wow, so it's got like four of them all right there. Yeah. So that makes sense because, um, you know, planning a, like, star chart is incredibly complicated because, you know, it's like if you have, like, one inch off, you'll catapult yourself right to a star, just exactly. like Solo says. Exactly. So once it's like once you find you know that perfect alignment of like oh I can go this straight perfectly hmm, excuse me so, I could you know if I go this exact way and there's no stars in the way I can make it oops. to the core worlds yeah you know? yeah exactly um, I think hyperspace travel is such an interesting thing anyways it's um, so interesting and I love it. <laughs> love the idea and i don't care what people say i love pergil i yeah, love pergil same they're they're great me too I, like maybe to there are space whales them. that we don't know about and that's why we don't know how to hyperspace travel anyways i totally think oh it's not like you know oh there's there's totally aliens out there man there must but i think like you know the universe is so big there's got to be something like that like technically the universe is infinite so the possibility of these are infinite exactly so that that's that's my stand on things yeah same. Aliens are real. <laughs> Including O.C. Sobek. <laughs> wow, what a segue. Wow, um, wow, gosh. Oh, two wheels listen. And, uh, and handlebars, that's a segue. <laughs> right I there. drive the Dapper Dans on the Main Street trolley, and sometimes they'll be like, hey, fellas, it's beginning to feel a lot like Christmas, or look a lot like Christmas, and then the other guy is like, it's beginning to look like a segue, and then they start the song, and it's really cute. I love when they do that. I thought you were going to say that the Dapper Dan started writing segues. No. Like, Mall Mall Carp, just like... That would be so funny. Oh my god. That would be so funny. You know what? They're so talented that I would not be surprised that they could do that. They can tap dance and play so a really cool, like, organ instrument. I don't know what it's called. 
I love but the Dapper Dance. It's I, very but specific. the saddest thing is, like, do they have a schedule? Yes. For like when they come out, because I've never found it. Oh. And I've only seen them like once, and it was like the best time of my life. And I'm like, oh god, the Dapper Dance. They have a I schedule now. I don't know what it was like before, because um, I was the same I way. Like I didn't ever. They do have sets. Um, because that's what keeps them on schedule. So we have them three times in the morning right now. And then um, they have, I think, two or three sets on the train station as well. Um, so it's pretty cool. Um, so I missed my segue, but back to my segue. Aliens are real, and so is Osi Sobek. Osi Sobek is the fiery, tempered, and cruel uh, warden of the Citadel. Um, he... Said Sobek, Sobek did what he could to please his new master, Count Dooku. I don't know how he became under Count Dooku, like what his transition was. Um, he is a Findian, P-H-I-N-D-I-A-N. Um, his weapon oh, of God, choice... Like Morale Evil, right? What? Yeah. <laughs> like Morale he's, um, he's got Two-Face yes. tattoo. Yeah. His his nose is super weird. Anyways, um, his... He does have a weird nose. Right? It's like bulbous. Um, his vehicle of choice is a STAP, or a STOP. <laughs> Stops are lightweight reconnaissance and patrol Stop. vehicles used by the battle droids of the Trade Federation Army, um, incorporating repulsor lift technology. Um, the STAP is a single trooper aerial platform. Slim, agile craft sporting a pair of blaster cannons and often deployed as support vehicles in conjunction with larger craft. End of facts. <laughs> um, fun. It, I have a question. Yes, what's up? If you could have any, like, I don't know how you would call it, but like a small scale Star Wars ship, mm-hmm. like a, a land speeder, speeder bike, like no bigger than, I guess, like an ATRT, like mm-hmm. the little. Uh, the tiny scout walkers. Yeah. Uh, what what ship would you have? Let me look up the official name before I ruin it. Um, which one would you have while I look this up? Um, I don't want anything like military grade. I'd want something like casuals, but I feel like I'd want something similar to um, like the land speeder from the Mandalorian, the one with like the one that. Uh, the Mandalorian denies at yeah. first, and it has, like, the droids sticking out of it. Yeah, that one's cool. And he's like, no, no droids. Like, I'd have that. I would have that uh, nice ride. Mine is the Bloodfin, also known as Darth Maul's speeder. Yes! Um, uh, oh, of course you picked Darth Maul's speeder. <laughs> it's so comfortable. Yeah, Look at its little... Sir, I can't. It can't. does, Circular it does have a lot of seating, and it's just like... Mm. It's so comfy. Have you ever been... There's probably so, a trunk on gym. it. So at the school gym, you know how the, or even just like any kind of gym, wherever they have the uh, the giant like foam shapes, giant foam shapes. Yes, and you I can, believe like, stack I know. Stack them on top of each other. You mm-hmm. can like hurdle over them. Like that's their actual purpose. Yes, yeah. I, I remember when I was a kid. I had them in gymnastics. Yeah, I took gymnastics when I was a kid because for some reason I was just incredibly flexible. Now I've <laughs> lost all of it. Yeah. And now I can't do like a cartwheel without like severing my s- spinal discs. <laughs> yeah. But, um, <laughs> so, so I can no longer do a, I, the reason I did it was because I wanted to do a uh, flips like a Jedi. I wanted to do oh flips in the air, backflips and all that kind of stuff. Of course. So I could be a cool Jedi boy. <laughs> so I, uh, I did that, but they had the big, it was like a, 
what's it, like a decagon, but it was like a, um... Was it round? It had like a whole... Yeah, it was kind of round. It, it was like a big... It was just like a... No, I think it was just a big octagon. But, um... This big octagon had a hole in the middle, and I remember I used to, like, wedge myself in, so oh I was God. just, like, a little ball in it with my little arms sticking out, <laughs> like, my arms and legs. And my friends would push me around, and I would just spin. I'd be like, <laughs> oh, my like, God. It's like when people go into tires, and yeah. they, they roll down hills. I think I know what, what one you're talking about, too. It's like a... And it's like the slightly squishy but very firm foam. And, like, if you get hit by it, it hurts. <laughs> yeah, I think I know I what love, you're talking about. I love that material. They I all usually hurt. Huh? They all, they all hurt pretty bad. They all hurt As pretty bad. As someone who taught gymnastics for so long, getting hit with I, them. I, okay, quick story. I took karate once as a little boy, <laughs> as a little baby boy. And, um... There was one thing where it was like, okay, we're gonna def- uh, we're gonna learn self defense from long range weapons. So this could be like a stick, this could be like a bat. Uh, we're gonna you're just gonna swing it, and it'll show you the the thing. And like you know, I swung it, and it showed me the block, and then he did it to me, and you know, I blocked it or whatever. And um, it was like, okay, everyone stand like around the the big mat while we had this big foam like stick, big mm-hmm. foam sword kind of yeah, and. Uh, one of the devices that you could literally not get hurt at all from. But, uh, there's one exception, and I'll tell you what it is. So, oh, no. I, so there was this kid. He was probably, like, five while I was, like, I was, like, nine. So I was older than him, but, you know, I was still, like, a little child. And, um, this kid had a horrible stance and was very slack with his swing. So he went a little further than it was recommended. Oh, my God. And, oh, no. um. He swung, uh, didn't hit the teacher who was supposed to block it. That's what the like, the little thing was. Yeah. And it swung, and the perfect angle at the right height <gasps> hit me directly in the junk. Oh, no. And I collapsed. I fell to the ground, and I was just like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Like, I didn't cry. Yeah. Like, oh, that's gonna hurt. And then, and then when I got home... I took like a really long cold bath, and I was like, "This is okay." And I and I went to bed that night really sore, and I didn't go to karate class the next ever day. again. <laughs> Actually, I did quit halfway through, but that wasn't the reason why. <laughs> That's okay. It's because I was just I just I was just like I don't want to go, and I just yeah. pretended being sick. And they're like, oh, "Okay, then he can come in tomorrow," and I just never did. I nice. never came back. And they're like, my parents canceled it and everything. They got like some money back. Oh my god, which is good. But they was just like, yeah, but Brody doesn't want to go back anymore. It's like, oh, uh, cool. Oh, Give okay. you a little reimbursement. That's well, usually whatever. how it works. <laughs> um, that's my that's my quitter story. Karate story. Quit. I'm a quitter story. Um, I d- forgot to mention this just now with OC Sobek, but um, he also is the one with K two B four, which is the Kobe droid. Um, yes. So, R.I.P., but also Isn't it a, one awesome. of the female model droids? Mm-hmm. Where it has, like, a slightly feminine voice? Yeah, yeah, I was listening to that, too, whenever I was watching it again. Um, How neat. Huh? How neat. I know. Um, I love stuff like that. Uh, so the last important thing, really, for episode 18 is Ahsoka's conversation with Plo Koon, I feel like, should not just be glanced over, um, which I definitely have done in the past, but she says something about... How it's not up to Anakin 
to decide when and how and where and blah, 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 she puts herself in danger. And the the pause between the two of them and just the, the in not the intensity, but the meaning, the meaning behind those words um, is really cool and interesting to me because that says a lot about, like, his fear and need to control the lives of the people that he loves, um, which would have never you know, thought about until I really invested in Star Wars. And here I am now, every time, like, Ahsoka says something, or Anakin, or Padme, or whoever involved in his life says something about his personality, or things that he says or does, I'm like, well, what could they mean by this? And then I reflect on things (laughs) that we already know. Anyways, that really, like, struck a chord with me. Oh, and then our R.I.P. Sorry, I was like, is and that there's it? a little pause there. Yeah. Everyone looks at their phone. Or their They're all like, like, did, did, it, did, did it die? Open? Did you die? Um, no, I just read my notes and I pause every 20 seconds. And I say, um, so much. Oh, my God, stop doing that. So, Well, well I, was, I was listening to a podcast and they were saying like a good way to not say um or like or uh or is, so. just to talk, is to talk slower. Yeah, I do like, talk pretty it, fast. It gives you more time to think about what you're going to say because it's been more concise and like the AC right there. I just said like, <laughs> and once you like kind of notice it, oh, there it is again. Yeah, I picked up on my ums a while back. I want to say a few episodes back. I mentioned it before, but I seriously struggled with it in one of my episodes, and I realized like I don't do that when I talk to people. I don't do that when I public speak either. And I do it a lot here because I have to pause and look at my notes. And so I'm trying yeah. to figure out how can I still keep track of my brain in my notes without going, um, every time I look at a different bullet point. Um, see? Because I pause exactly. and I look um, and I go, shoot. Like, um, uh, like a, yeah, it's so annoying. It's, Anyways. Wasn't it like that Miss Georgia or something? I don't know. And she she was like, uh, she was saying, like, um, like, like the, uh, like, um, don't uh, know, but that yeah, sucks like, for like her. The, like, uh, go to the t- turtles, the, like the, uh, like, um, the, the turtles, like, 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 you know, it's like the Miss America speech. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was like, Miss I do Georgia. know what you mean, I just don't know if I've ever seen it or heard it. And there was like but a that does five sound painful. minute compilation <gasps> of every single oh, like no. she said in that sentence, like, 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 um, 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 like, like, um, like, 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 uh, the last thing for episode 18 is that we lost, so I'm gonna try and do this more, because I used to just do, like, highlights of the clones, um, but now I might just do, like, a rest in peace of the clones, so in episode 18 we lost Longshot and Charger. Don't know anything about them, that's just for you all to look up if you missed it when you were watching. five other unnamed ones. Yeah, yeah, in that one at least. So that was Longshot and Charger, we lost them in that one, um... That's so sad. Please Google if you feel like it. <laughs> we are moving on to episode no, 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 nineteen. No, no, I'm, I'm replying. I'm replying to a couple text messages. I just That's got okay. like, a bunch of them. I was like, oh crap, this work chat. That's okay. I'm in like group three group chats too. Um, so I'll just get started on episode nineteen. It is called Counterattack. The fortune cookie for that one is anything that can go wrong will. I feel like that doesn't need any further explanation. It doesn't even really need any ex. Explanation for or exploration for where it exists in Star Wars because that immediately made That's me think of Canto Bite. It's all of Star Wars, but it made me immediately think of Canto Bite 
uh, because anything that could have gone wrong did. <laughs> and it was the worst. Uh, anyways. Two words for you. Darth Vader. <laughs> yeah, really. Um, so this episode, episode 19, is probably, I would say, the least um, deep part of this. Because it's more of the escape, the act of trying to escape. So it's a lot more adventure-based. Um, or not adventure, action-based. And this exposes um, another lost clone who unfortunately gets sliced in half. Uh, do not oh, know the name Lord. of that one. But it was during... Uh, do you know? Slice and Dicer. Yeah. They were like the, the hatch doors. were closing on Obi-Wan's group. Um... And, and you can he to, like, unfortunately hear did not it. make it. And that's so terrifying. It's so sad. Like, uh, it's I was painful. I was multitasking watching these episodes yesterday mm-hmm. uh, to get ready for the podcast. And I was sorting Legos because that's what I do in my free time. I love organizing my massive bins of Legos. <laughs> that's so funny. Because uh, if people don't know already, I'm getting like a ton of, I ordered like a ton of Legos for Christmas because mm. I don't. I don't really want anything else. I've already got, you know, a lot of stuff that I want, and I'm always grateful for. It, but it's just like, you know, for Christmas, I've got a, I've got a budget. I'm getting Legos. Yeah, Christmas budget. I've got I've got a very not a big story, but like a grand story about uh, this used Christmas Legos. But we'll finish up with this episode, and I'll, and I'll mention it. <laughs> okay. Um, the part that I would say was, um, the second most interesting thing is that the um, Anakin's escape group had to go through a fuel pipeline and he said the slightest electric pulse could ignite it. And um, that was just very, to me, it's very Anakin escape plan, first of all, but also so dangerous that, and I know, I know that their whole job is like putting themselves in danger for the protection of others, but that just seemed really excessive when they probably could have climbed on the outside, it looked like. So, something also as well that I'd like to point out about the fuel line. Mm-hmm. They said, you know, like, oh, any spark, any electric charge could light this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Ahsoka popped her head out and there was a droid there and she cuts its arm off, sparks fall down into the fuel line. Yeah. Also Anakin's like, hand. Oh. What's that yeah. doing? <laughs> It they might gotta, just run on, like, a neural Maybe. Thing? Maybe it's know. just it's literally, like, like attached. Uh, maybe the, it's just force. Maybe he's just using the force on that one. That would be so funny. Like yeah, like, shut it down. That's why it works so well. That would be interesting. So the quote that I took from this episode uh, was about, or is from Tarkin, and he says, Your Jedi resolve only delays the inevitable. I think he says that to or about Ahsoka. And... Like, the methods that they're using as far as, like, not being overly aggressive with this escape. So, I think that that quote plays true to a lot of the things that we see, a lot of the problems that we see, and why Anakin agrees with him. um, About how they need to... uh, Not how they need to, but how the Jedi do have that flaw of following the code so dearly that they run the expense of losing... Because they won't sacrifice a specific part of the code, which, to be fair, shouldn't even put them in the war in the first place, but it does. There's just like, what? Oh, <laughs> elephant! Next minute, 
Look up at the and light. I, I might sneeze because it keeps like tickling at the back of my nose. That's I'm the like, worst. Just do it. I hate that. <laughs> I hate that. So I'm so mad. I'm angry. <laughs> angry, angry sneeze. So Tarkin and Anakin kind of figure out that they um, understand each other as far as the lack, the Jedi's lack of ability to go to lengths because of the code. Uh, don't love that Anakin agrees with him, but it makes sense that Anakin agrees with him. It doesn't matter how much I love Anakin and the good parts of him, he's a bad guy. Um, or Darth Vader. He becomes Darth Vader, who is a bad guy. And the most significant part of this episode is that this is where we lose Echo. And that's... Quote-unquote. Sad. Yeah. Quote-unquote. But we quote-unquote lose Echo. I didn't remember how significant it was in... Was it Cody or Rex? Whoever screamed his name. And was like, Echo! It was Fives? See, this is proof that I don't... This is proof that I don't know what I'm talking about. Anyways, I I didn't look at who it was. I was just like, oh no, somebody's sad. And I took into account the sound rather than the visual. And well, yeah, you know, Echo was Five's brother. You know, they they were, besties. They were part of Domino's squad, and now uh, and now he's gone. Now Five's is all oh, that's God. left of Domino's squad. He's the last yeah. of it. So it was sad, and uh, see, and you know what? It's interesting that you say that because <laughs> when I was writing it down, I was like, "Who did who did we lose? Five's or Echo?" And then I was like, "No, we obviously lost Echo," and. That, so maybe that's where my brain was. Is Oh, it was Fives, who's his best buddy. So, and that's then, sad. And, then in, and season seven? In the Bad Batch. In the Bad Batch. Yeah. Fives is gone, and Echo's just like, like oh, where's Fives? Well, where is he? Where's that's, my best friend? That was so good. It's like, I miss, I miss my best friend. I want to see him. I want, I want my friend. And then, <laughs> now you're getting and a little Australian. Like, yeah. <laughs> Oi, mate. Where's my best friend? Where's my best friend, mate? But, uh, <laughs> Bringing some light to the loss of Echo, quote unquote. And loss. then, and he's like, "I saw him die." It's like, "Oh, that's so oh, sad. That's, that's real great. Yeah. That's really great. Um, that's great news." Well, I have this cool robot arm now, so I don't <laughs> and know. And these what this cool like holes in my head. Uh, let's move on. What? I'm really excited for the Bad Batch. I'm really, really excited for the Bad Batch. I don't know if I'm excited or not. I know that's I'm so, so bad. excited. I'm excited for all of it, to be fair. You know, I'm like very like more Star Wars excited. Holy crap, more Star Wars excited. But I think I'm, I think, I think I'm most excited about Ahsoka. Absolutely. I'm very nervous. <laughs> I'm very nervous for it. I don't know I why. Mean, I I think what, I was literally thinking about this at work today. I think it's going to start off with, like, you know, the scene from The Mandalorian where Ahsoka's like, where's your master? Where is Grand Admiral Thrawn? And then it cuts, like, it doesn't cut away. She's just like, he's here. Like, he's at this place. Mm -hmm. It's like, like, good. And then does whatever she does with her. Either kills her, lets her go, whatever. I think she'll let her go. I think she would, yeah. but who knows? She might just be that freaking brutal. Mm-hmm. Or maybe she, like, let her go, and then... And says, like, watch your back. <laughs> Something like that. Or I, or I think the woman would, like, come back at her. Yeah, and like then, a very, like, very, um... has to, like... Mando, spoiler alert, like a Moff Gideon. And, her, and then take the spear and give it to Mando. Yeah. I, like I think that. that's probably what happened, but then I think she's gonna get on board her cool ship that we see at the end of Rebels. And 
then... I don't remember what that looks like. It was at the very end. It was like one of the Jedi ships. It was like the one that rotates. Yeah. Yeah. And it has like her mantral Mm -hmm. patterns on it. And then I think what it's going to do, and this might blow your mind, (laughs) is it'll play the last scene from Rebels where Sabine is looking over the tower and then you see her ship fly overhead and then she she's there and does the and takes Sabine with her because she's like, I know where Thrawn is. Let's go. You might be onto something here. Because they don't say explicably when that takes place. Dave Filoni was like, you know, that doesn't explicably take place right after the Battle of uh, Jakku. Yeah. Or the Battle of Endor. That didn't happen right after. This could be five You've years after. You've got a point <laughs> there. <laughs> Brody is shook. Who would, to play, who would they get to play Sabine? Do you think they get the voice I've, actress? I've seen some speculation on that. I think the voice actress is the number one pick amongst fans right now. So, well, of course. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, but I think Rosario Dawson is perfect for a live action Ahsoka. She did so good. She's so beautiful. Like, she's such a beautiful woman. I just wish... And, like, she's strong and just like, yes! Yeah. Awesome woman! I do wonder. I know that... I know that... Um, and this is no hate in any way, but, like, I, I wonder why they didn't do a dub of Ashley over Rosario Dawson. It, I feel like that for so long, you would look unassociated. You would what? I, I feel like if it lasted, like, if the episode lasted so long with her voice over Ahsoka, mm-hmm. like, over Rosario, mm-hmm. I feel like it would just look weird. That's fair. That's fair. There definitely could have been, like, literal tangible issues with doing that. Um, It's very hard to do. It's a very hard practice to do, like, to do voiceover, to perfectly To live action. To to live action. Like, for one, it's cartoons and stuff that's easy. Mm -hmm. But it's, um, like, when Sam Witwer voiced over Ray Park in Solo. Yeah. Like, that probably took a lot of takes for him to get exactly the mouth movements of Ray Park. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's a lot of effort. And, you know, I will say, like, Ashley Eckstein is Ahsoka, but, you know, there's there's just some things you gotta do. Well, there's always room for more people in Star Wars, you know? There's never enough. Ewan McGregor didn't voice Clone Wars Obi-Wan. No. Donald Taylor did. Yeah, because Ewan McGregor's busy. Um, Yeah, but, you know, Anthony Daniels always plays C-3PO, so so there's, like, exceptions. But that's Anthony Daniels' life. It, well, no, exactly. again, no hate, but that's his life, you know. No, no hate, but you um, know, when you hear Anthony Daniels, you don't think, "Oh, that one ragtime film that mm-hmm. was really great." No, you think Star Wars. Well, and there are, and I feel like um, so when you say Daniel Radcliffe, you always think of Harry Potter, and yes. not you know. Uh, Swiss yeah, Oscar. there are some people that yeah that just are that, and then there are other people that are like that was just a role, or it's a role that means a lot to me, but it's not necessarily mine, and I won't fight not having it the whole time, you know. Um, which I don't think Anthony Daniels ever had to fight that. Probably he was probably like, "Yes, I'll be here. Like, call me whenever." You the know. The craziest thing is that my opinion of an actor has changed because I knew him as oh, it's this guy from this movie, but then it changed mm. into oh, it's this guy from Star Wars. What? Who? John John Carlo Esposito. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I knew him as a character called Bugging Out from a movie called Do the Right Thing, mm-hmm. and uh, it's like a movie about, like, a small Brooklyn town uh, 
that's like a black neighborhood and it kind of goes into like the life and it's called like do the right thing and it's, mm-hmm. it's a really good movie if anyone's out there looking for like a good movie that's you know like pro uh poc you know like a good movie about that kind of stuff mm-hmm. uh, go watch do the right thing i think i really liked it i thought it was really good and uh John Carlo Esposito is really young in that movie, and he plays a really goofy character called Bugging <laughs> Out because he always bugs out at everything. That's funny. I and, love that. Uh, hearing him now with su- like hearing him then with such a like young voice, and now hearing him like I like you have something that belongs to me. Like mm, now he's like Moff Gideon voice. Moff Gideon. That's interesting. Well, no, you got a good. You have a good point because I. I mean, so I'm the now, same way. Now Giancarlo Esposito is Buff Gideon to me. Yeah. He's no longer bugging out to me. I'll still remember him as bugging out. Mm. But now when I think of him, I think Buff Gideon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's fair enough. Um, so we'll close out this episode with episode 20, uh, the ending of the Citadel arc. It's called Citadel Rescue. And it's, quote, I don't know when my mom is going to be home. It'll probably be soon. So if she interrupts, that's my bad. Um the, cut it out and yeah, the fortune cookie at the beginning is without honor, victory is hollow. Uh, wh- this makes me think of Tarkin, um, just in general, because he he tends to not only in Rogue One but take credit for things that aren't necessarily his. But he, yeah, he gets the victory from it, but he has no real honor in something like that. Even though he definitely holds himself as if he has honor. Uh, I think that's a Tarkin facade. I don't think he actually has any honor. But his victories are hollow, which I think is probably why he keeps trying to have victories. Because he has no honor. You see what I'm doing there? See what I did I there? See. Oh, oh. I took Twiddle's <laughs> So, but you can tell I don't like Tarkin. Anyways. Oh yeah, he's he's a he's a big he's goon. trash. Oh, can, can trash I man. just quickly tell my Lego tangent real quick? Your what? My Lego segue. My Lego tangent that I was saying after the. Uh... Let's do that. That. Okay, at the end. At that the end at the end. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's go through this episode 20. Yeah. Uh, the first few things that happened, the ship was destroyed in the last one, and they called for backup while they were running away, and now they're just kind of wandering around these weird lava pools and trying to figure out where their rendezvous point will be. Weird, like, yellowy lava pools. Yeah, it's very interesting. At first I thought they were, like, gas pools because the gas is kind of coming off of them, but I guess in... But no, stuff burns it's in It's smoke, yep, and it burns in them. Uh, they want to... Oh, they discussed kind of like what the Nexus route's importance was, and it's because they want the trade coordinates coordinates to launch an attack and cripple the Republic and the Jedi. By they, I mean Dooku and the Separatists. Uh, Dooku meets with O.C. I think in this one and the last one, just a couple times, and O.C.'s obviously disappointing him. So he talked about that, which is interesting because it's not, it's not very hard to disappoint Count Dooku. That's I mean. fair. He gets a lot of disappointment throughout all of Star Wars content. So that's interesting because as we talked about earlier, all those junctions, they actually seem to be like major junctions that we've heard of before, uh, like the Corellian and uh, there was another, like Parlemian and something else. There was another one. Um, so it's interesting about that. Oh, you're fine. My neck is like all sorts of crooked right now, so I've been stretching the whole time. Um, I did get, so they, they kind of semi-escape and then they get more droids on them. And, uh, got really emotional when, not really emotional. I got, like, a little, like, 
choked up when the little battle droid said it was an honor to serve you to R2. And I was like, that's so I know. Cute. Oh, God. Like, the only battle droids ever, like... <laughs> yeah, I was like, they're so sweet, and R2 is so sweet, and he deserves that. So, that was cute. I hope everybody appreciated it the way that Brody and I obviously did. The character highlight for this episode is Sacy Tin, Master Tin. Um, really? He appears for like two seconds. Two though. seconds, but I had never known his name, so it's I pick these based um, on me, <laughs> not necessarily anybody else. Huh? Only one reason why I know Sissy Tin. Oh, I don't. Yeah, I don't know him at all. So there was a there was an old Xbox game called uh, Obi Wan. It was just a story, like a prequel what? story about Obi Wan, uh, like before the Phantom Menace. Okay, I didn't. I didn't know that. Yeah, Me and my game. old Star Wars game knowledge is not. I'll, Hi. I think I still have it somewhere. I I gotta find it now. Yeah, you'll have to show it to me. Do, do a let's play! But, uh, but, yeah, I hadn't uh, heard of him before. Well, I've heard of him before because I, you know, I like look up the background Jedi Council members, but I hadn't heard his name said before, so I was like, oh, let's do him. So he is a, In that game... What? Oh, sorry. In that game, no, go ahead. there was a mode where you get to like do like a... Like a battle arena, and you could pick from a bunch of different Jedi. Oh, and he was uh, in it. Say Tin and Deppy Balava were right next to each other. Ooh. So it was like, Say Say Deppy Tin, Deppy Tin. Like, I just kept swapping between them to make, like, the dumbest sounding. Oh, my God. Deppy, 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 Say 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 Deppy. Like, just. That sounds exactly like something you would do. I'm so not surprised. When I was a little baby boy, I did it all the time. Also, as an adult, you would do that. Absolutely, I would just be sitting there. Yeah, I would do it too. To be fair, that's funny. Um, say say is it say say or say say see say 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 ten? I think it's say say or I think it's C C ten. Okay. Um, <laughs> so my mom just got here, and I and I'm gonna leave this in. But my mom just got here, and I got her baby Yoda for Christmas. He's sitting on the couch and she's like so she's so excited. That I think is a litho, a Mandalorian lithograph. Like the Pocahontas yes. ones that you got for me. I think it comes free with him. Um I didn't get my discount on him. I'm disappointed. I know. But Hi, it's okay. Giants, Mom. This is Brody. <laughs> and Christmas. to the audience. Oh. Hi audience. <laughs> um so I got my brain. Say say ten is from Iktach. The homeworld Iktach. He does die 19 years before the Battle of Yavin on Coruscant. Um, yeah, he gets killed by Pop Palpy. Oh yeah, he's in the in the group he's, of he's four. One of the, he's one of the guys. One of the guys. With Mace Windu. Guys being dudes. Guys being dudes <laughs> getting chopped in half by Sith Lords. <laughs> um, that's really all that I know about him, except for that he was a part of the blockade of Naboo. Um, Oh, wait. Male Iktachi born on the moon, Iktach. So it's not even like a like a planet planet, it's a moon planet. I know that sounds mean. His, his same species played a really cool bounty hunter guy in Resistance, and I really liked him. Ah, I love that. He was, like, really big, too. He was just like, like, super scary strong. That's funny. This this only this is the new thing that I learned from this is Tin also alongside Adigalia, Plo Koon, and Kit Fisto rescued what remained of the team and returned with them to Coruscant um, from the Citadel. And then the Water War, he was also with Fisto 
in the Water War, which is one of my other favorite episodes that we'll get to eventually. I don't remember Sensei being in the Water War. I didn't think so. It says Fisto, Anakin, and other all other Republic troops were trapped in a losing battle against their opposition superior strength provided by the Corn and Aqua Droids. Um, they contacted the temple. And I'm trying to find the specific part. Master Ten suggested that they contact the Gungans, who were an amphibious species with a standing army and planet located near Battle near Moncala. Okay, so he just helped like fix the problem, but still. Oh, okay. That's important because those are things A that I don't know about. Um So Master Ten was kind of just a little highlight. Something that I would highly encourage people to look up because I did not do it ahead of time. <laughs> is the dog things that attack Evan Peel and are at the end of... What? The Anubas. That's what they're called? Yeah. They're disgusting. Embo has one. I hate them. Uh, they are the what? reason that... Oh, Ev- the only one that I like is... Um, I just don't like their stupid tooth. That's creepy. Yeah, but but Embo has one. Who's Embo? And I, and who's Embo? Yeah. He's the bounty hunter, the green one with the orange eyes, and he has the oh, sorry, bullets and stuff. You forgot Ambo. <laughs> sorry. We're gonna have a very stern talk when this podcast <laughs> is over. Cheyenne, mark my words. I don't pay attention to the bounty hunters as much as I should. I'm sorry. Um, I didn't know that he had one. That's cool. So the Anubas. And the bug droids, yes. those are cool. Uh, cool and annoying. Uh, the thing that I would say I think uh, struck me the most, obviously, was Evan Peel's death. And the fact that he made sure that Ahsoka knew her level of importance, not only for the sheer fact of he was like telling her this information that he had, but... Let's see. Okay, that's... Literally not the guy I was even thinking of. So thank you for the clarification. Oh well, there, there we go. Because me and bounty hunters are not on the same page ever. <laughs> so I'm glad you showed me that because I would not have even known who you were talking about then. How? Dang it. Um. So Evan tells Ahsoka the information. She admits her lie of not being there, and he's like, "That's irrelevant. Like you did what you had to do." Oh. No, there's no. There we go. That was actually oh, it. Oh, that was it. All of my pain. Oh, you're going to have to dim that one down a little bit. All of the pain <laughs> and the reward. No reward. Continue. Continue. I'm <laughs> I think he's being excessive and also dying. Oh, so Evan tells us, okay, the info. She admits her lie. He encourages her. And... We get to the part where they, he, she brings him back and they do like their honorary um, Jedi funeral slash Viking funeral. But they move on just as quickly that because. Was so sad. That what? Scene almost made me cry. Oh. oh God, <laughs> I thought you meant the sneeze. <laughs> so they slack, they slack line right across all of that lava to get to their little extraction point. And. Oh, we have an op- uh, another um, conversation that kind of stuck with me is Ahsoka picking up on Tarkin's shadiness and how Anakin kind of defends the thought process that Tarkin has and how he kind of agreed with him. And Obi-Wan was like, that's a little simple minded, don't you think? Or a simple point of view. And I think that that is important. And even though it's it's kind of glossed over in that tiny conversation, I feel like conversations like that are the root of those three characters and I do wish that 
I think that if conversations like that had more depth brought to the episodes, that we would have seen kind of the thought process in Anakin a little bit longer. I know that that's kind of hard to do just in general because the Clone Wars in and of itself is the thought press process of all of them. So, and that lasted pretty long. So I get, I get the point, but I also think that those little conversations are important. In the end, <clears throat> excuse me, Ahsoka ends up killing Ozi, Ozai, whatever his name might be. And pass says they get back to Coruscant and says that her job, Evan, made her promise that her job was to pass the information on to the council. And Tarkin says, well, I was supposed to bring it directly to Palpatine. And, what a um, what a what? What a goon. Yeah. And Yoda says, I'll meet with him because Yoda's like, I got it. And in the end, Anakin was like, Hey, Plo Koon, did you tell Ahsoka come on this mission? And Plo stood up for her and said, it looks like I did. And Plo, honestly, so underrated, Top tier Jedi. That's why he's my favorite Jedi. Jedi. What did I tell you? On like the first ever podcast I was in, you were like, "Oh, what's your favorite Jedi?" I, was like, I bet a lot of people get this, but Plo Koon. Yeah, and, and I said like, nobody I says that. Pl- I heard like Plo Koon once. Yeah, one other time. My friend Plo Cool. Yeah. Shout, shout, shout out to Plo Cool. <laughs> uh, you really are cool. You really uh, are cool. You're very funny too. Uh, and then in the end, we see one of my other favorite moments from the end of this is obviously when Tarkin and Anakin shake hands and there's just a little, little taste of the Vader theme, just a little taste. And it was, I love, I love when it plays like that in the background. That's probably one of my favorite Star Wars things that happens. And that's it. That's the end of the Citadel arc. They had a really cool rescue. We had a lot of loss in those episodes that don't really, they don't really settle in until later on when they come back to haunt us. And oh my God. I'm so sorry that that's definitely getting picked up. That was the, what that? you know how like the ice machine has to like shoot water to freeze it. Oh, yes. It was that. I, it scared uh, me. Um, but that is all. Uh, what? Uh, in the middle of the night, uh, since my bedroom is like directly above the fridge, mm-hmm. I hear the ice going into it. So oh I just hear, like. <laughs> <Ew>. like <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to. But that is all for the Citadel arc, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Brody, thank you so much for being here. Do you want to tell the people where they can find you? Because we are over my time limit. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at TK50015. Noise. You can find me at CJerica on Instagram, at CJerica95 on Twitter, and at the kybercrystal.wordpress.com. Crystal does have two L's in it. I have not uploaded there in a while, but there is a lot of backlog content that you can read through. And I think my photography and stuff is also on there still. You can reach the main channel, Kessel Run Weekly, at Kessel Run Weekly on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. There is a Facebook group called The Kessel Crew. We don't post in there super often, but we try to get some polls out. We do some spoiler talks and reviews. I Maybe I'll start sharing the podcast episodes there so that we get at least a little bit more um, like shared traffic. And I think that's it. If you have questions, comments, concerns, you want to be on an episode, I still am available to do character chats as well. I have a couple of those lined up. Please feel free to reach out to the Instagram. That's the best way to get a hold of me, either at CJerica or at Kessel Run Weekly. Thank you all so much for listening, and Barodi and everybody else, may the Force be with you. Always.